And hello, everybody. And it's time again. Um, sorry about uh, the week of absence. I had an episode recorded, but it did not come out right. I have to talk to the person about it because kind of sucks. It was a really cool episode, but uh, I digress. We are here this week um, to talk about stuff that happened over the past couple weeks. And I have one of my friends here. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, hello, guys. Um, I'm Outlandish. Part I also have a podcast of my own po- called Brothers of Podcast that me and my brother do called BOP. I'm just glad to be here. This is fun. All right. So today we're going to be talking about the somewhat decent amount of news we got from uh, video games in general over the past couple weeks. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the Xbox Series X. Now, when the tr- when the uh, conference dropped. I got I got home a little late, so because I had work that day, but I uh, got a chance to watch it, and they were talking about how it's gonna be a lot of gameplay and everything. But uh, you know, of course, given what it is, I wasn't expecting too much gameplay. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of like trailer type of stuff. Yeah, it was very a lot of trailers, and um, what I did like though is that they did show off a lot of games, and a lot of some of those games were not exclusive. However, there are a couple that are exclusive and some that are system exclusive. So, which is very cool. But like, there was there there was like probably like twenty ish games that they showed off. Yeah, they actually. Decided... Yeah, they actually showed a good amount. I was like shocked by that. Yeah, there was actually a decent amount of games that they showed off. Which you know, realistically, if you look back in the past, they do show off a lot of games. It's just usually nothing like too crazy. And the biggest thing is that they didn't show off any of the, like, indie games or the, uh, like, the, the other, like, smaller, like, games, like, those really, like, $5 type games. They didn't show off a lot of those. It was all big name games. It was really nice. It also didn't show Halo, which was kind of weird to me. But, I mean, I guess they're waiting on that one, but that was kind of weird. They didn't show that. Well, to be fair, um, the time slot for E3, because we are going to be getting a digital conference. I don't remember if they've like giving us any details on how they're going to do it yeah they mentioned that's gonna be yeah they mentioned they're gonna have one in june and then also gonna have one in july yeah so we're gonna be getting information there there's actually a lot of information that's gonna be dropping relatively soon this is gonna be a very busy couple months for uh the video game industry Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be interesting but this is a very good way to start um just to kind of wet the palette a little bit but um there were a couple games that i wanted to uh touch out about and um the first one that I wanted to touch out was Scorn. Now, Scorn is interesting as it's one of the uh, few games that was shown that is not going to be on uh, PlayStation. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be on Xbox and maybe PC. But it is a horror game and it looks to be... It's a first-person horror game and it's, quote... Scorn is a first-person horror game designed around the idea of being thrown into the world as players explore a dreamlike world in a non-linear fashion. They will learn that every location has its own stories, puzzles, and characters, and unsettling information in general. So, if you watch the trailer, the cinematography was pretty damn good. I will say that, yeah, 100%. I was like, it felt like I was actually, like, part of that world. And I like, it seems like it's one of those type of horror games that we haven't gotten in a while. And it seems like it actually might be scary, which I like. 
Yeah, no, uh, I 100% agree, because there's not a lot of games that are actually very scary as of no, late. just jump scares, which I hate. Yeah, jump scares are like... Jump scares by themselves don't do much, but when Aren't you... <laughs> like, when you combine jump scares with a truly scary story in a scary setting, they have a much stronger impact. 100%, so, like, I agree with that. Yeah, like... I don't fall for jump scares as much anymore, but like when it's when it's coupled together with some really tough stuff and like a really good setting and very good like overall execution, it'll catch anybody, no matter who you are. Like I don't true. care. True, true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm not gonna deny that. Being a long time horror fan myself since I was like the age of four, I get what you mean. Yeah. So I was actually looking forward to this because I, I don't really look towards a lot of the horror games that often. But I don't mind looking looking at them every once in a while. And this one do- doesn't look too bad. It's just like we don't know much about it. We saw from what we saw. I think this actually had some gameplay, but yeah, I don't it, remember. If... It did, and it also was been like being created for since two thousand fourteen. It's actually yeah. been off for a while. Yeah, so they've been taking their time, yeah. uh, which is good. But um, I'm. That was one of the ones that stood out to me, and I was like, I was looking forward to it. It's very interesting to see what's going to happen with that. Um, but, you know, until we get more into the actual meat of the game, when they get closer to the release, we won't really know much about it. Now, the next one was a very interesting one, because the reason I ended up deciding to talk about this one in particular was because of the way that the uh, trailer ended, not how it started. <laughs> and this is, uh, was a chorus? Yeah, yeah. Rise yeah. is one. So, the reason why I said this is because, like, she's basically talking to a ship at the end of the uh, trailer, and it looks like a futuristic, like, more in-depth Star Fox game, just to kind of, like, lowball it a little bit, right? Yeah, it's pretty much like, yeah, they give it, it's a very, it has a creepy vibe, but the sci-fi, obviously, as you can see with, with how it looked and everything, but it's interesting, though. I like it. Yeah, so from when I'm from when I watched the trailer when the, when I was watching the conference, this looks like it might try to have the story really carry it in a sense because mm-hmm. it's it is a, it's a space combat shooter, so you can do a lot with that, but at the same time you can't do a lot with that. Yeah, yeah. And right. depending on how they handle it and how they handle traveling and uh, the story itself and what they decide to put in the game depends on. Uh, how good it's going to be. Now, I will say that the cinema, the cinematography for this was actually pretty good. Um, and this also actually had what seemed to be decent gameplay. Yeah, it looked, we saw. yeah it looked fun. It looked like it would be actually be kind of fun, but it's, I don't know. It's like, this is the type of game, like I'm still on the iffy side if I'm going to play it or, you know, have fun with it. But it does look good from what I saw exactly and that is like the biggest issue right here for me right now so far for this game is that like i don't know enough to warrant saying that i would definitely buy it or play it i want to see a little bit more but it does look very pretty and we don't actually have a lot of um space shooters combat shooters for that in that sense anyway so like this is a very good market to kind of tackle for a game because you're not going to get a lot of these yeah because it's not the most popular of genres lately anyway yeah, it really isn't, which is not fair, because yeah. the genre itself isn't that bad. It's actually pretty fun, but... I mean, Star Fox did it well. well. <laughs> Star Fox did it very well, but, like, 
you don't see a lot of them, and I think it's because it's not a necessarily easy thing to make an entire game about. It's pretty tedious. Yes. If it's too long, it'll be like repetitive, and it will get boring quick. Yeah, but you know that's what you get with a lot of games. It's a very finite line that you can tap around with this game. Mm-hmm. But the next one, I was actually laughing throughout this entire trailer. I'm not gonna lie. And the start was very creepy, too. And we're talking about Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. <laughs> yep. This is a long-time game. It's pretty Because, you know, as you know, this game actually, the first one came out, like, a long time ago. I think back in the Xbox One, if I remember correctly. Yes. The Xbox OG. I mean, yeah. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I figured that's what you meant. But, yeah. um, yeah, this game is actually a very old game. I do remember seeing that on the original Xbox. I yeah. didn't play it, though. I because... played it. I enjoyed it. I yeah, I think at the time when I saw it, I was in the middle of playing Ninja Gaiden Black, and we all know that takes a lot of your focus. Of course. <laughs> because um, half of the time you're playing that game, and then the other half you're stepping away from it because you're going to break your controller, but you know, I digress. But um, it is an action RPG. Um, seems pretty standard for open world style in that yeah. kind of sense. Yeah, it seems. I, I do like the look of it, though. I do. Yeah. They're not trying to do anything fancy with the graphics or anything, which is fine. I actually prefer that for certain games. And in this kind of game, it's like it's better because it's like, hey, we're not going to put like a crap ton into the graphics. Obviously, we're going to take advantage of the system as much as we can, mm-hmm. but we are going to put a more emphasis on the gameplay and the story. And I'm worried, I'm curious about where the story is going to go and what the uh, main objective is going to be, technically. I mean, if it's anything like the first one, I'll be happy where we went, but it's it's still too soon to tell what's going to be yet. Exactly. So we'll we'll see. But um, from what we did see, it doesn't look like it's going to have um quite a bit of customization for your character abilities and everything like that. And the way the trailer started and all the um like cinema cinema parts like all the the trailer the video parts yeah with the uh dude the dude getting beckoned over by the chick just to get bit on the neck or at the very beginning where he basically killed a whole family and um (laughs) joker faced them that was uh that was something else that was crazy i love that part i was like oh shit okay okay yeah no so like that's this this doesn't look like it's gonna be a scary game but it's gonna be a brutal game oh no no it's this this game is not meant to be scary it's meant to be brutal it's an act it's it's action rpg like you said it's it's gonna be full-on action gore violence that's what this game is yeah (laughs) exactly and i have no problem with that so with that one in particular i'm gonna be keeping my eye on it mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say if i'm going to get it or not yeah i'm not because... gonna on that yet either but it does look promising yes now this the next one i think i'm going to get just because of the way that they um set up the trailer this wasn't a lot of gameplay it was very little if any but um the game call of the sea and what it is is um you're explore it's it's a first person exploration and from what i'm understanding it's a puzzle game too yep it takes which, place in the 1930s yes and i am very interested because i love stories like this where it's not like it, it's like somebody is like going to look for somebody in like this crazy world or whatever it is and the cell shading is great 
honestly, like looking at some of the, going back and looking at the clips from the trailer and everything, like it's absolutely beautiful. I like, love games like this, like with the cell shading and everything. I yes. love it they age well. They they can age very well and age very terribly, and it really depends on the quality of the team behind it. Yeah, exactly. So looking through it, and I was when I first saw the trailer, I was really absorbed because the lighting was very well done, the art was good. I really liked the art style. The cell shading was phenomenal. The voice acting sounded on point, and the little tips and like little shots that you get to see of the character models is pretty cool because you get to see them in different situations and um it doesn't seem like she's going to be completely human maybe we don't know because there is a clip where um she's got webbed hands like she turned into like a frog or something or maybe she was turned into something like that and like you look at what is going on and you're just like oh man this 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 could be really good. Now I will be jaded if this game ends up being pretty bad, but it looks it looks really good. It the looks like a very look good too, and everything is it's, it's fantastic looking. Yeah, I will say like this is one of those type of games is perfect as like one of those smaller games that you play on the side. I don't know if this is like I would classify this as something like an indivisible where it's like it's got probably like a good twenty twenty to forty hours in it if you do everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about these kind of games, and they're very fun to play on the side when you're playing something else. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree with that. These are, this is not a AAA game. It's not. But, you know, it doesn't have to be. No, it just has to be a good game. Yeah, exactly. And that's how you make your money. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next one is confirmed to be for just the Xbox Series X. And the composer for this one... I do want to say is the composer from Silent Hill. Which is so the music, oh, yeah, man, the music is going to be phenomenal. This game is called The Medium, and to quote what the uh, what it's supposed to be, it's you become a medium living in two worlds, the real and the spirit one, and haunted by a vision of a child's murder. You travel to an abandoned hotel resort, which years ago became the stage of an unthinkable tragedy. You then try to find answers. So. You really this this is one of those kind of games where it's like you're not really that strong. You're not very like an overpowered character, like getting buffs or anything. A true and tell a true and told horror game, which I think it's you... great to have because I like the, that's why I liked about Silent Hill and games like that because you're not strong. You're not going to kill all these enemies and everything like that, and that makes it more scary in my opinion. Yes, that is a very good point to bring up. It was like, just from like the art that they chose to put on like what I think might be the cover art, it's just this little white-haired boy looking up as he's got dead hands. And these hands, these things that are on him look like spider fingers, by the way, which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's horrible. It's terrifying. <laughs> but um, it looks really good. And like you can get, a, you can honestly get a lot of what the game is about just from the art that they have on the website right now, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot. Because, like, some games, you know, the art doesn't really tell much, but you can tell a lot from what this game has to offer, from what they're showing you, from just, the, like, the cover art alone, not to mention everything the... we saw in the trailer. Oh, which... man, the trailer was so good. The trailer was phenomenal. I honestly could not tell if it was gameplay or not. Which is saying I think a lot. Mostly tra- I think it was. Tra- I think it was mostly. Tra- I don't think there was any gameplay in that. Was there? 
I I think there was, but I could not tell. Uh, it was crisp and it was clean, and because of the kind of style game it is, you can make that mistake for the trailer being the gameplay and vice versa. Because this isn't something that like the gameplay would necessarily overlap or be completely different from the trailer mm-hmm. visuals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we don't know if there's going to be a HUD or anything like that to come with this game. And that just made that all the more interesting, to be honest. Like, looking back through the art that was shown, like, some of the clips and everything, it was very, very good. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes, especially with the music being what we have. And he's not the only person working on it. The music is work. They're also working with... Um, Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg Team's Arkadus Rakowski? Rakowski? Yeah, yeah, it's Arkadus Rakowski, yep. Yeah, and that's also some pretty solid music. So, like, I'm... This music's gonna be interesting. Because good music, good ambience music, can really set the tone. 100%. It's done. 100%. Yes. Music is a, a huge thing when it comes to tone. Yes. So, that is, like... That's that's one of the biggest things about that game, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes and how it's handled. So we'll we'll see in the future. Now, the next game, there's two more that I wanted to talk about in particular. Uh if you know me, you were probably waiting for me to talk about this one. It's Scarlet Nexus. Oh my god, oh my god, yes, yes, yes. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna let you talk about this one because you were very ready for this. Oh, you have no idea. Cause first of all, this came out of nowhere, because I wasn't even expecting this. Because I, I will admit, I'm not the biggest Xbox, so I wasn't expecting much from it. Then also, I saw this trailer, I was like, oh my god. The way it opened, and all the gameplay that they showed is giving me strong Astral Chain vibes, which I'm a huge fan of the game. One of the biggest, my most fun games on the Switch that was so underappreciated. It's giving me that vibe. Also giving me like Code Vein vibes too. And it's, oh my god, the art style, I love it. Love it so much. All right, so getting in a little bit deeper, when you look at the company who's behind it, Bandai Namco, they are known for things, games like this. On top of that, I'm pretty sure they said that Platinum Games is involved. And if Platinum is involved, you understand that it's going to be one of those type of games. It's going to be an action-adventure game. And Platinum has one of the best formulas for that style of game. So Bayonetta, like, hello. Yeah, I mean, like the only people that could probably do it better would be the people that do DMC. And yeah, that's that's it. Like honestly. Like they both do this genre to the optimum. And you can't ask for more when it comes to these kind of things. Some people are kinda like, whatever, it's another carbon copy. Blah, yeah. Blah. But, like, the thing that sets each of these anime games apart is typically the story. The gameplay has to be there in order to actually keep you there for the story. But usually the story is what separates them all apart. And despite what everybody said, everybody all enjoys Astral Chain. Everybody all enjoys Bayonetta. They enjoy Code Vein and more. So there's not much more to say about this game in particular. It's just, like you're a psychic and that's pretty cool honestly the whole concept is hilarious though in my opinion (laughs) yeah i I agree with that but i mean it's a it's supposed to be over the top this is the type of game that's supposed to be over the top yeah 
like over the top ridiculous things that make absolutely no sense than your typical like protagonist groups and people that are helped with the protagonist and all of that mm-hmm. like very phenomenal i'm really looking forward to this it's gonna be very fun and i like the art the art's really nice the art is amazing in this one i'm so excited about the art the way it looks and everything's like perfect <laughs> yeah i'm most likely going to uh get that game but 100 oh, you know. i'm confident that. 100%. Yeah. Now, this last one that I wanted to talk about for the Xbox Series X um, reveal caught me off guard. I had no clue what I was getting into when I saw this. And you're going to also be surprised by more of the information that I found when I looked into it. But Yakuza, Like a Dragon, that trailer was the best trailer they showed on the Xbox X. It was a good trailer. I will admit that. It was definitely a like, good trailer. By far, I thought it was the best trailer they showed. Like, it was hilarious just kind of watch it and, like, watch the story behind it. And it was 100% that. But there was some gameplay shown. And I was very into it. When I first saw it, I thought it was going to be a uh, open world kind of game, like all the previous Yakuza games. However, it is actually. A RPG and a dramatic RPG, mm-hmm. at that. They changed it up. I was I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, so I believe it's going to have some turn-based elements. I don't remember exactly how much or if at all, but like, it's this is gonna be interesting. And like the story, the story looks hilarious. For anybody who's played Yakuza games, the stories are usually really good, and they have their moments where they're just kind of like, what is this? This looks just like that. And the main character, his design is very good. I really liked it. You automatically get really good feelings about this main character. And, like, you're just enjoying it. You you feel for the man. He literally went to jail for no reason just to come back and just attempted to be murdered. Like, what is this? Like, why would you do this to my boy? Like, that's, that's how I felt watching the trailer. And I had no <laughs> previous attachment to it at all. Yeah, so it was yeah. Like, I'm really looking forward to that. I want to get more information about it. Um, I do know that if I decide to play this, I'm going to end up having to play the rest of the Yakuza series, and that is going to be a trip. Oh, that's good. That's a journey. I know. For, I know a lot of people who's really into this series, and I know that is quite a journey. It's going to be quite a journey. It's going to be quite hilarious. So I will say, you know, this is a really good game. That from the looks of it, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it comes out. That was all the games that I wanted to talk about the Series X. Now, to talk about the actual system itself and the company, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, I've always been about Xbox. I like I like all the systems. I just preferred more of what the Xbox offered. Granted, you know, there weren't a lot of exclusives this time around in the Xbox One. Uh, that was the unfortunate thing for me, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't a lot of exclusives on the Xbox One. However, the Xbox One the system itself, I did still prefer. And I overall still was fine with everything. So I decided to stick with it. But um, the Series X so far, it looks like this is going to be a repeat of the 360 era if they handle it right. Because I so far... I hope they do. Because if they do anything like the 360 era, I'll, get, I'll, I'll be back on it real quick. Yeah, I mean like... We there there's something left to be desired about the design of the system. I will say that, oh, but it's horrible. not, it's not awful. Okay, it's not like absolutely dreadfully awful, but it's, <laughs> it, it's something. 
it, it's it, something. It, it, it's something. It's something. It's something that Comcast would give you for free with their with their internet system. That's right. Yeah. But you know, that is yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, it, it overall it doesn't matter how the system looks. Like the system could be like a line, and if the system has like the best games of the generation on it, who cares? I, I agree. I agree. The games is yeah. what's most important. Yeah. So like overall, like looking at what they have spec wise, spec wise the systems are about equal from what they release. What we know about the PlayStation Five. Uh, but I do know that the uh, Xbox I think has a slight advantage in certain areas. Uh, PS Five has more on the speed, but the uh, Xbox has a lot, more, a little more on the power. Yeah, the power side, and then um, overall, like certain things are a little bit better on the Xbox. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly how it pans out. Um, on top of that, like other smaller details, and like we're really not going to know enough until the first of the E three showings, because. Once we get those first E3 showings, then we'll really have an idea of um, what to expect. So, what do you think? Uh, this is how I honestly feel, is that I agree with you. It's all going to depend on how everything gets explained, what exclusives that they're actually going to have, and how are they going to release this without, you know, being an issue like is there games that are going to come out for it other than of course halo because you already know that's going to be a launch title for it like what's going to be its launch window for the games for this system like how is it going to handle exclusive exclusive games during this generation like they like are they going to change up on what they did from the xbox one are they going to have more i know recently they got a ton of different companies to work under them be able to work on certain games for the system of course a lot of those haven't announced their games yet but who knows they might announce something soon and if those games are you know good quality then the xbox should actually probably do well this gener- the next generation i right, i'm gonna make a bold prediction here and um anybody can fight me if they think i'm wrong or you know <laughs> flame me all they we'll want see. we'll see but <laughs> i think Scalebound got scrapped to be brought back for Xbox Series X. And if that is the case, <laughs> this is a day one buy. 100%. That is a bold thing to say. Bold. Because you know the type of shit that went down with that. You know what happened. Yeah, that game just got canceled out of nowhere. Nobody understood why. Like It was on track. Everybody was really looking forward to it because it was the biggest exclusive that they had on. That was it was, the one, the it was going to be one of the reasons why I was going to buy an Xbox One. It was going to be a reason. Yep. And, like, I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at this, the timing and everything else. They could have, we, Have we heard anything for the Xbox from that studio since? I think it was I think it was actually Platinum Games that was working on it. It was Platinum it? Games. It was Platinum Games. Yeah. I mean, but, like, you look at what they've dropped since, and then you kind of think. You're like, hmm. I mean, Astral Change was from Platinum Games, so, I mean. Yeah, you like, you're like, huh, maybe... Some things happen and the like the timing and everything like that. Like we've seen it before where games got pushed back like a long time and they didn't necessarily cancel it. But I I have like this sliver of hope <laughs> that it's going to come back. But if it doesn't, whatever, it's fine. I'll if it I'll does I'm shame for the rest of my life. But if it does come back Oh, I'm gonna see a, a grown man faint. I'm gonna see a grown man faint because I'm gonna see you on the floor like dead. Because <laughs> I know you've been wanting that game for a long time. 
<laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, I know we just talked a lot a little bit about PlayStation, and uh, we're gonna actually talk about something that was shown on the PlayStation. Ooh, um, yes, 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 love this. I watched this tech demo. Uh, it was like nine minutes, I think. Yeah, it was. It was about a little over nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah, Unreal Engine Five looks absolutely stunning. Oh my god! Did you see those light effects? Those light effects. So not only were the light effects phenomenal, the execution of everything was great. The art was great. Like whatever that was that they decided to use for a tech demo, I don't know what that was, but I want that. It was actually the... called Lumen in the Land of Nanite, which is actually a cute little name because they were showing off Lumen and Nanite, the two the two things. Yes. Now, when you're watching this tech demo, the lighting, they showed you, like, how many triangles are in this game, like, in a certain amount of triangles. Like, yeah, I did, in um high school, I took a, uh, I was part of a um, Flash animation studio group, like, like club thing. Mm-hmm. And just doing Flash animation is absurdly difficult. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to do it, it in college, too, so I know. It's absurdly difficult. And then you take that, and then you look at what they're doing with this, and you just kind of sit there, and you're like, this is a lot of work. And this engine, I don't know how they're making it do what it's doing, but like the fact that it's able to transition so cleanly with those bright lights, no keeping the texture... Time. Yeah, no load times. Keeping the texture the same, like being able to reflect things completely... To, like I've never seen an... In- game engine look so clean in the past 10 years oh like i thought was... unreal engine 4 was great but oh my god yeah it was just crazy like the what they were calling the lightning the lumen they were showing it in the trailer they were showing it like you know moving the light because with the lady she had the little light on it on her hand and they were showing like the way the lights were going um, when you know certain rocks were falling, the certain sun was the way it was showing. You could change it and stuff like that. And it was just like nothing was changing, nothing was clipping, nothing was. It was seamless, seamless. It being seamless was like one of the biggest things. But even bigger was the last part of the trailer when she's speeding to the uh, portal. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, the there was no off. drop in quality. None. The, it kept the same the entire way. The light was moving properly. The textures and everything looked real. The fact that they were actually actually able to use like real physics and apply it to the way that the light moved and the light, the way the shadows moved and how the character models moved was absolutely stunning. Oh, absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was stunning. It was the way that they did all that. It's. I know it's a tech demo, and I know you know it's not the hundred percent what it's supposed to be, but it's gonna. I know it's gonna be pretty damn close for what they're working on, and I'm. I'm just excited for it. I'm just excited for it. To be honest, too, it's like they have a really solid track record with all the past un, um, Unreal engines. They've all been really good and a little bit ahead of their time. Like Unreal Engine Four, still to this day. Looks absolutely phenomenal. I mean, there are a lot of the game companies to this day still use it, so of course. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like you, you know, like the, they know what they're doing, and this looks absolutely amazing. Like, I was 
trying to figure out what that game was. Thank you for telling me when I saw the tech demo, and I was like, I need this game. Yeah, it's called Golden in the Land of Nanite. Yeah. It's so like, I was just like, this is absolutely absurd. Like, this is a beautiful thing. I love this and everything about it. Now, this is where it gets interesting because, like, it was shown off paired with PlayStation. However, that doesn't mean it's not going to be shown on Xbox. And I really am curious to see which system handles it better. Yeah, because they said that this was specifically made for the PS5. But you, I mean, Unreal is used on both, all, pretty much all systems nowadays. So, of course, they're going to probably tailor it a certain way and make it for the Xbox. Yes. Now, I will say, regardless of what happens, I'm going to love any game that's probably put on this engine. And then <laughs> it's still free, which is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. This is so, all, course, when we get these people, because, like, you remember um, a couple years ago when somebody uh, took to, took it to, took it upon themselves and they made a um, trailer of what Ocarina of Time would look like in Unreal Engine Four. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was like oh, that was like a while ago. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine what that same person might decide to do with Unreal Engine Five. Jesus like just think Christ. about that. What about uh, Twilight? What about Twilight Princess in Unreal Engine Five? I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> like that'd be that'd be something right there. Legit but, um, though. This this engine is gonna be very good. Um we'll probably see it in I will say that we might not see it in a launch title for either system, but it's gonna oh, be one of the uh They already first... said it's gonna come out around twenty twenty one. They already said that. And yeah. the Fortnite is gonna be using it. The you know, Fortnite is gonna release to a new system with this engine. Yeah, so we'll so that's quarter that's about quarter one, quarter two, I believe. So it'll be interesting to see what how how things pan out because that engine allows for certain games to be made in a way that they have not been able to be made before, mm. and that is very huge. That's and, gonna be cute. It's gonna work so well, like in the horror aspect. I can imagine that looking so well. Of course, the adventure aspect, things like Uncharted or Tomb Raider, I can see that working too. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I have to agree because those are games that uh, use lighting to a certain way that it Makes really stands story. out. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I would probably cry if I saw a new Tomb Raider game made in this engine. Oh my god, that would be ridiculous if that's the case. I know I would love it. I would play the heck of that. Now, moving on, however, you know, the biggest letdown, by the way, that I didn't cover on Xbox Series X, something I just remembered, was the uh, quote-unquote gameplay for um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was in the trailer. It was like, yeah, it's pretty, but the game's coming out this year. Give us something. Yeah. (laughs) That was awful. And the reason I say that is because the next thing we're talking about, we got, what, 15 minutes of gameplay? Oh, it was nice. A nice 15 minutes. Oh. Ghost of Tsushima, right? <laughs> yep. Oh my that god. That game looks very pretty. Oh, so, so pretty. Breaking down the trailer, I mean, like, you look at what they first showed off, the uh, way that you can find new areas or areas you've been. With the, the wind. The guiding wind. You don't have to use a map, which is good. It's like, there's no map. It's just the wind will tell you what to do, because... Always, I don't know, for me, in my opinion, when you have those little maps, it kind of takes away from the realism of the game. 
But them doing this is a great idea. Not to mention, there is still maps, but like you don't have to rely on the mini-map. You kind of just open up the map to make sure you're the wind's guiding you in the same way. The wind is visible to enough for you to be able to follow it, but it's not too visible to where it's like not fitting with the game, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, exactly. And the biggest thing for me is I really like the way that they uh, took customization to the next level. and when i say that i'm not talking about like all the extra stuff you can do with it i'm talking about the in-game things so when they said that depending on the costume that your character is wearing depends on how they fight i was like i love that that is absolutely beautiful because you can have him you can put on a, a whole traditional samurai outfit and he'll just go out there as himself. But then you may turn around and you put on like all this dark garb and everything. And then he becomes the ghost of Tsushima. Which I is... love that aspect because of the whole stealth and everything. Yes. Oh my god. It's given me like, what was that game for the PS1? The Tenchi games? You know those games? Remember yes, that? the Tenchi. Yes, they were um, one of the two. Tenchi and um, Ninja Gaiden were two of the fir- uh, two of the first-ish, if I'm not mistaken. Like real ninja games that were... Out on systems. Yeah, Tenchi focused more on the stealth and Ninja Gaiden focused more on the action. And I love the whole stealth aspect of it. And that's why it's awesome that they're giving you the choice that you could just go both on or stealth. Yeah, and like the fact that you can swap between both as well is very nice. Yes, too. exactly. So that was like one of the really big things that I liked. However, I do like that they are low key like samurai movie fan buffs. <laughs> to the point where they made it so when this game comes out you will be able to essentially make your own samurai movie with the main character in this game in game oh, it's so crazy and they actually giving you options where it's gonna make it look like those classic samurais like black and white the yep. winds everything to make it look like you're playing a 1960 classic samurai film and i loved it the <laughs> i grew thing up too... with that the, the funniest, well, not the biggest, but the funniest thing about that is that, like, they also give you the option to change the music with each scene, and then you're going to be able to upload these scenes, too. So it's like, you're getting the full immersion. So you get to have a lot of fun. You're, you're, you're going to not only be playing this game to play the game for the story and learn more about the main character, but you're also going to be playing the game to, like, make these funny clips as well. And, like, the way that the world is set up, like, it looks like it's going to be a really fun game. Easily 40 hours. Oh, 100%. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of things you do in this game. It's, it might it might be a little bit of a collect-a-thon, but um, that's okay. People love those. As long as the action is good and the story is good, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, I'm totally okay with that as long as it's done well. Like, the last uh, game that I wanted to play that was like this, in a sense, that I didn't get a chance to play was actually Neo. And Neo was like phenomenal in the sense of what the way they approached that game. Mm-hmm. It was it was actually pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It was pretty good. So with everything we saw for Ghost of Tsushima, from the customization to being able to make your own cutscenes to being able to completely change everything about the cutscenes that you're using, and the customization for the outfits and how it has an impact in the game mode is absolutely stunning. So taking that in consideration and they said they still have a lot more to show off i'm really looking forward to it like that that's gonna be a really good game i think oh 
yeah, I know it's going to be a fantastic game. And I just, like I said, when I saw the sneaking parts, it was giving me like that whole Tenshi vibes. And I was just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wanted a ninja game like this. It's been a long time since one same one came out. Yes, no, I agree. Like, it's, uh, I'm, I'm loving it. Like, right now, we're getting a lot of games that are very different. But I think people are, like, slowly trying to, like, go backwards and forwards at the same time. In a sense, they're going for a little bit more simple things, but they're taking certain aspects of the simplicity and maximizing it. Which so, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It seems like that's what they've been doing lately. It's like, I know a lot of retro concepts, but, like, modernize. Yes, that is the best way to put it. And speaking of that, we come to the final topic of the day. Uh, yes. Uh, oh Nintendo, as of the beginning of this, like from the like so since the Switch dropped, Nintendo has been on fire. On and fire. they have been doing so well. Like they have done a lot. They've gotten a lot of games. They've gotten a lot of good games, and they've gotten a lot of uh, exclusives for the Switch. And they, out of nowhere, like three days ago. Out of nowhere. This literally came out of nowhere. I didn't even knew this happened. Like, nobody nobody saw this coming. They did, they dropped the trailer, and they were like, hey guys, remember Paper Mario? Here you go. Here's the third one. And we have Paper Mario, the origami adventure, I believe, or something like that? Yes. Oh my god. When I first, when it first opened, I was just like, oh my god, what am I seeing right now? And then it started off with like a very dark very like you know menacing stuff like that similar to how it is in the other paper mario games it's like you know they start off like that and then of course they have that humor in it which you can tell like, with some of the things that were happening and stuff i mean i don't know if you noticed the little bowser like all folded up in the thing which that's hilarious to me. which uh brings me to my first point about this game it looks like um this paper mario game bowser is going to be helping you <laughs> and which the last time like... Yeah, the last time we saw Bowser as one of the playable characters, I think was um one of the DS games where Luigi was not there for some reason. It was, it was... a little Bowser story or Bowser's story or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it ended up being you were able to play him, but like from what it looks like, this is a completely new uh, person we've never seen before, and Princess Peach is like she seemed brainwashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was taken over. It was by that, I guess, that origami prince. He looks like some kind of prince, I guess. He yeah. looks like he's going to be like the antagonist of the game. As well yes, it does look like that. Now, that was like the main thing. What I do want to point out real quick is uh, if you watched the whole trailer and you stayed for after the initial credits, you saw the uh, thing that they put there at the oh end. Oh my god, it was so cute. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, they, it was a little bit of a fourth wall break. Um, yeah. It was Samus. It was, it was Paper Mario wearing a Paper Samus head, oversized, and he was just kind of going back and forth. Now, I don't know what that's going to mean for the game itself. It <laughs> looks like that might be something that you can just have in the game, but we don't know. I think and, it was a little nod for the whole Metroid Prime 4 thing, I think. I think it was a little yeah. nod for that. <laughs> you, might, you, you might be right about that. That's what I was thinking. The biggest thing about this game is that like, not only did they drop the trailer, the game's coming out in like, what, two months? July 17th, if I remember correctly. Yes. Oh my god. I was just like, 
okay, you're just coming up like that? Okay, I'm buying the first day. Duh. But I was like, like and if I don't know if you saw, like, with all the gameplay and stuff like that, it looks like it plays exactly like the old Paper Mario games. So Thousand thousand Door Journey? Yeah, because it, it seems like, yeah, it seems like it plays like that. And if it does, oh my god. It's what, like, the fans been wanting forever. Because um, Color Splash for the Wii U, disappointment. Paper Star for the 3DS, disappointment. There has not been a good one since Thousand Years. And that's GameCube. Yeah, no, GameCube actually had probably some of the best uh, Nintendo games made, period. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, like, this one actually looked really good. And um, it's a very good timing for this right now. because Oh, perfect. Like, every, actually, everything we've gotten so far has been very well-timed. From the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and Persona 5 Royal to Trials of Mana coming out quietly... To... Don't forget about Animal Crossing. Don't forget about that. I was getting there to Animal Crossing. Say, don't forget about that. That thing Animal Crossing. sold 12 million in like three weeks. Animal Crossing has been, I think, the most played game over the past couple months. <laughs> I know, I'm playing like, the by heck far. out of it. I'm playing the heck out of it. Um, Everybody is playing it and they're putting so much time into it. and It's honestly really cool to see. Um, but there's been a lot of games that have been coming out very well timed and it's, it's awesome. Honestly, it's really good. Um, cause this is a good time to get caught up on games because of the COVID mixtape. And, oh, 100%. uh, I've been, that's why I've been doing that all the entire time. Pretty much. I just been, I've been catching up on my backlog pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I've already, for me, I've already finished persona five Royal and I'm very, I finished the first part of uh, trials of mana. I'm going through the, uh, post game edit now and then i'm going to be finished with indivisible very soon so i'm burning through my games but overall like this past couple weeks have been very thick with information the xbox series x has a very promising lead right now like it's everything they've shown so far has been kind of like weird but like in the sense where it's like this might still be really good like this might actually be a really good thing 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Like, I have a little more hope for the Xbox. I mean, we will see, because like I said, Xbox One kind of burned me a bit, but we will see. I, I'm, I'm burned is like an easy way to put it, because in Japan, Xbox One did abysmal. 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 Um, <laughs> but if this goes the right way, we'll, be, we'll see some better stuff, so I'm really happy about it. Um, the timing of Unreal Engine 5 is absolutely phenomenal. That's all I need to say. PlayStation 5, we will see. We they've will been, see. We will see. We, they've been very quiet, in my opinion. I don't well, they have, they have said some things, which, I mean, um, once once we... I have discussed it in my podcast. Me and my brother, we, did, we have discussed it. So. Yeah. It's like, it's... I don't know. It's like, they haven't given us as much as Xbox have. Oh, yeah. 100%. Point. Yeah. And that is actually very concerning, because it's usually the other way around. So it's very interesting, but then Nintendo's just doing Nintendo things. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't have to do anything; they can just keep doing what they're doing, and they'll be just fine. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how everything pans out. But um, is there anything else you wanted to touch up about that I might have missed? Um, I think we pretty much everything has been we. You pretty much talked about the one the one of the games I was most excited about the Xbox. Um, of course, Paper Mario. I was excited about Ghost of Tsushima. I'm excited about it's. A lot of the thumps that we just t- discuss is amazing, and what I've been 
waiting for. All right. Well, that's more or less it. I mean, like, honestly, like that's that's it for me. Um, I was surprised by the amount of stuff that we got a chance to actually see from Xbox. Mm-hmm. Cinematography and trailers and not as much gameplay as I would have liked, but I was very happy with what they did give us. So I'm ready for the next batch of information. And when the E3 time comes around, it'll be pretty interesting to see what they do. Oh, it's going to be very interesting. I know they already announced some of the digital stuff that's going to be coming out, and they'll be announcing more, you know, more during the time. But already signed for now. All right. Yeah, no. All right. Well, that's it for me. Um, You guys will hear from me soon. Uh, Again, sorry about the... Uh, late release for this episode and no episode from last week but uh we are back on track and we will see you guys next time Peace.